Magnus Court in a pink jersey pushing for the line. Here's Nick Schultz. He's never done anything like this, especially not at an airfield in a town called Megev, founded by the Rothschild family, who based themselves partly in France and partly in England, as you were telling me earlier, David, the Rothschilds. They founded Megev. I didn't, didn't know they'd founded Megev. Yeah, that was their cool. thing. It yeah. was their thing. They had a lot of money. They had a load of money. And they do wine. Yeah. I think yep. the Rothschilds are the ones where they split the brothers up and sent them to different places. Is that what happened to them? Yeah, to set, to set up the bank in different countries. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Quite yeah. good. Spread the spread the family business. Yeah. Mojev. resorts. Mojev. Don't know what you think, Lizzie. Monaco resident Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Bought what the meal last night was cheap. I'll <laughs> 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 we'll have to work a few extra days after this race, as I'll yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what you think, Lizzie, but, but that was one of the poshest places I've ever been. Agreed? Really? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. The, no, I say that's dead. pretty big, Ned. That's Ned. a big call. Well, in it the was Alps, very. In the it Alps, was lovely. In terms of in the Alps. And to be fair, we only walked two hundred meters. That was enough. Yeah. It was pretty. Yeah, no, it was pretty partial, right? Yeah. yeah, we had like furry blankets and stuff at the restaurant, didn't we? And I think it's what was great about yesterday is the amount of planning that we put into your birthday. Oh, that was amazing! <laughs> and, uh, so <laughs> was we amazing. really made sure it was special for you. Yeah, that was that yeah. was fun. Well, it was it was incredibly special in the end when I forced mm. you to pay the bill. Yeah, mm. and me and Lizzie shared an shared an artichoke. Mm. We did. Yeah, that was a new experience and one we've both decided not to repeat. Yeah. There's a lot of work in an artichoke. You were both baffled by it, weren't you? Mm. Oh, just, really. Yeah. And then, but then it, it all came ended. good in the end, didn't it? What, but after well, about two heart. mouthfuls, the proper heart. Yeah. 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 Well, I've never. Uh, yeah, my idea of artichoke is just what you see in the jar. So I've never seen. I've seen ones in local supermarkets that are like a quarter of the size of this one that was on the plate. It, it was, was massive. giant. It was, and it I took said, so long to eat. It looked like something from <laughs> which Avatar. I said at the time would have been great if you were a cyclist. That's Bob Roll. Look. Hey Bob! Oh, Look at him just Bob standing there on the side oh, of the road. Really he's completely here. lost. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are we uh, doing there? We're, that means we're ahead of Phil. Phil ahead of Phil Liggett. We're ahead of Phil Liggett. So Good we're on, evacuation plan. We're on the ex. We're on the exit strategy. David, you took over logistics today masterfully. Yeah, I am logistics manager now for yeah. this week and taking great pride in my work. Yeah. To yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Lizzie got to experience our evacuation plan today. I missed it because I was ahead. Um, yeah. But yeah, how did it go, Lizzie? Um, I feel like I've survived something, honestly. Like, it was hectic. Exhilarating. Uh, mm, no. Well. Not so much. I, d- I don't know that I'll be telling my Thrilling. husband all about it. I well, don't know that he. L- Lizzie, when you're going on the other side of roundabouts, like you're in <laughs> God knows what. Yeah. You know, you take oh, yeah. matters into your own hands. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I. I felt like a race. I felt like I was in a race again. Yeah. Yeah, that's but what we love. The that trouble as well. is, the Brompton has a bit of a speed wobble, doesn't it? So, yes, it does. It's and I didn't know it. if it was just that the front wheel was loose. Mm. And then I started to think, have yeah. I got disc brakes? And then I realised I didn't have disc brakes. <laughs> and then my, <laughs> my yeah. fingers started to get tired from braking. And yeah. then I started to remember I was pregnant, and oh, well done! You know, <laughs> I just thought, well, there was what one, am I doing here? Is it worth it? There was one moment where we just set off on the top of the descent, and the cops stopped us and said, "No, nobody apart from I don't know what really, nobody is allowed down the mountain." Seemingly, so we were put forced to ride on this tiny strip of earth on the other side of the barriers. 
And Pete, you were leading the way, weren't you? Lizzie mm. was on your wheel. He was always checking behind, weren't you, Pete? Seeing yeah. if I was all right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not once. Gentlemen. Didn't do it once. No, I didn't. Didn't no. he? Oh, my. Oh, you Did he act, I, Really? He I checked he when I was on the front. Dead. You yeah. were lovely. Thank yeah. you, I checked a bit, yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Pete yeah. dropped us at the yeah. start. We never Pete, saw him again. It was, it was, yeah. Oh, by the way, and the first thing Pete <laughs> said was, careful, Lizzie. I know. Take it easy. And like two minutes later, he's gone. Yeah, because he flew past me. Patronising. Do you know that? The old, well, it's not old school, but it almost is now because it's banned. Like the top, top, top tube position. Yep. It was like that. <laughs> I was like, Lizzie, careful. Oh, yeah, there was an early attack from Dignan. That's true. There was an early attack. I needed to use my ballast to get, get off the start line. <laughs> my <quickly>. ballast. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so we're on this little earthy, like, ridged, dry, very loose kind of earth section. It's all rutted and really, really narrow and potentially enormously hazardous. And uh, Lizzie said, "That's I th- what you said. That's worse than Roubaix. That's harder than Roubaix. It was worse harder than Roubaix. Than Roubaix. Definitely. That's there what we do every day, Lizzie. <laughs> How we roll. <laughs> well, you don't know. Nobody a, knows. <laughs> there was a hole in the barrier further down, and obviously Pete ignored the police. Yeah. And we, me and Ned, had Followed. no choice but to follow we the followed. illegal." Yeah. Maneuver. Semi legal. Grey area. Legal grey area. Let's put it that way. It is crazy though on these descents when, when you have this evacuation plan, how you just go into like, we've spoke about it before on the pod, but there's no way of not doing it. Complete race mode. <laughs> you know, you honestly no, just, you just go into this mad, like, maniac frame of mind where you're not making logical decisions. You just, I'm going to get down this mountain as quickly as I can. It's insane. <laughs> and then yeah. you get to the bottom and you just go back to being normal. Well, relatively normal. I don't know. We were following the gendarme yeah. pretty fast oh, in the car as well wow. with Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That was part of the evac- That was old school evacuation when you're stuck in a traffic jam. Yep. Gendarme come by. Second time yeah. we've done that in this Tour de France. Yeah. And I thought it had been totally eradicated from no. the. I mean, it's really, it's a throwback to 20 years ago. It's can I just thank you guys for yeah. just having total confidence in me during the, those few minutes? I was petrified. I had yeah. no confidence at all. It was extraordinary. You were the worst mind you you're now team. sitting quite rightly in the front seat so it must have been doubly terrifying for you because when the brake lights flashed david took that as a sign to accelerate didn't he in front yeah. of you have to fill the gap fill the gap yeah. fill the gap <laughs> yeah i was briefly worried about lizzie's heart rate yeah. yeah yeah well that's where kind of we just have to make sure lizzie doesn't have to choose amongst us as a birth partner yeah <laughs> so that did into my mind as i was descending i thought there's that's how oh, scared you yeah. were. It was like you're going into worst case scenario mode. Like. Yeah, I was. I was like, well, what happens if something goes wrong? How close is the nearest ambulance slash air ambulance? And in that case, probably go into, you know, premature labour. I need a birthing partner. Yeah. Which one of these three idiots are going to pick? There's no good options there, really, is there? Not really. Well, <laughs> well, just all three of us. I, I think a bit ca- of everything. I think oh, Captain God. Logistics. I think Captain Maybe, Logistics. Yeah. logistics. On our latest... Um, Major Logistics. With Miller. Albert, I'll tell you a story. When Lauren went in, so you go into the labour room, don't you, to give birth. People shouldn't share labour stories. Sorry, no, this is fine with Lauren. She'll, you know, it's the early part, it's not the later sure? part. I bring my laptop in to open up Netflix and watch oh whatever God. series I'm watching. No, because you don't know how long labour can be. It can be up to, it can be days. So I just go to spark up the latest series I'm watching. Yeah. Midwife just looks at me in like a bit of a condescending way and she goes, it's not going to be long, you know. <laughs> how long? I was like, how long? Forty minutes? Can I get through episode two, season three of um, Ozark? <laughs> right, yeah, Pete's off the list, big time. I got into trouble for packing the bag with snacks, like you know, the bag that you have in the hallway with all the stuff that you need and all that kind of. Yeah. I, for the second time around, I was in charge of packing, which is a big mistake. <laughs> 
as I exhibit every year on the Tour de France. Um, but yeah, and so but she said some food, some snacks because you know labour can be long. It's quite tiring, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm guessing. What? Did and at you one pack? point, so she said after about four or five hours, she goes, oh, okay, what, 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 something to eat, something to eat. And I guess Lizzie, back me up here. She's probably thinking something quite fresh tasting, like. I don't know, fruit or something like that, or kind of what <laughs> no, do you think? no chance. energy bar. Anyway, the only thing I could find was Bombay mix. Ah, oh. it's not oh, great. That's is it? not good. That's so drying, mouth drying. She, she didn't want it. Oh, I, yeah, I, I had relevant. it instead. I just sat there in the corner. Oh, and you ate. Oh, I just <laughs> scrunching away on my Bombay mix. Should we go back to the race? <laughs> yeah. Well, we should start the race. Mm. Oh yeah. Talk start, about yeah. losing the wheel, right? suddenly losing the wheel there was a moment earlier on that I genuinely think we've got a rational answer for now David where um, UAE were controlling the brake yeah letting it go out but they were riding on the front with three riders depleted forces because of the Covid positive for George Bennett today Mark Hirschi was suffering enormously today so he wasn't really able to help so it was a little bit kind of ragged and that so they had um, Mika Bjerg uh, what's his name Mark Soler and then Rafa Maika on the front and Pog was sitting in the middle of the bunch he was nowhere there and suddenly the helicopter cut they cut to a shot and the three uae riders were off the front and a gap had opened up to yeah. jumbo visma and it was like oh that's that's gone wrong what's happened here and we couldn't quite figure it out you said well ineos grenadiers must have pulled over for a p-stop or a comfort break or something but i genuinely think that they suddenly realized that for three quarters of an hour they'd been sitting on rafa micah's wheel huh. and rafa micah is oh. testing positive for COVID. Yeah, of course. I honestly think that was a the reason. They just went, hang on, what we do? Let's get out of here. Boom, on mass. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the whole team just pulled out, and that was the gut. Because they've been, Ineos Grenadiers, the team been sitting there on the wheel of the three UAE riders, and, and the telling was, Pogaccia wasn't. And Pogaccia oh, literally yeah. wasn't sitting on yeah. Micah's wheel. And I'll tell you what, we can oh, back this up next, because yeah. obviously we do the highlight show, so we get to watch all the interviews that you don't see on post-race yeah. on the yeah. on the live show um, Garrett Thomas actually did he basically talk about that? confirmed he that, yeah. that theory oh did he because he said then we joked with Jumbo Visma about it and no one wanted to sit behind Micah oh brilliant yeah oh J- David we got that right so DSM took it <laughs> yeah they got fully <laughs> they <were> COVID like, <laughs> <laughs> they got the old COVID blast instead so that must have figured in Pogaccia's thinking as well yeah Pogaccia was riding differently to the whole Tour de France to date he was kind of sitting back in the the bunch really kind of not in a four, forefront but all of that kind of was after there had been quite a long battle for the break hadn't there and Quinn Simmons and Kamna being the kind of protagonist but then the oldest breakaway I, I wonder if it's the oldest breakaway ever in the history of the tour you said that Ned well, uh, God, well I'm not going to I'm not going to volunteer to do the research to try and back it up let's yeah. hope some people on the internet do that Yeah. but 36 was the average age of the four riders who got up the road oh yeah, yeah. do you know I hate that about cycling that we always talk about people who are 36 as being old true though now isn't it it is true yeah but it does make you feel old yeah you well, you're 33 you're okay you're yeah, I'm still in the young category yeah oh, um, right, yeah, yeah yeah you're fine Philip Gilbert he was 40 he was in that move yeah Lewis Leon Sanchez 38 Jens Vox was like 42 wasn't he when he got the hour record yeah how yeah. old was Chris Horner when he won the Vuelta 42 or something as well wasn't he something yeah. crazy or yeah. 41 yeah but yeah that was interesting because it's they I, formed the break in the end. It would have been quite cool to see that break. I know it wouldn't have been a sort of viable. I don't know, it, I, but I would have quite liked to see those four riders. It was, it was Dylan Van Baal, Philippe Gilbert, Luis Leon Sanchez, and Pierre Roland. And Pierre Roland. I would have loved to have seen those four riders just duke it out. Actually, it would have been quite fun. In the end, we had a different show that was um, 
engrossing towards the end, wasn't it? It was brilliant. It was, we were complaining yesterday about mountain races being super boring to commentate on. They're not boring because they're spectacular, but the actions tends to be in slow motion. It kind of happens from a long way out. Yeah. But today it was not like the a, case. That's today. the first time in a long time we've seen a breakaway where it was tactical for a long time. And there were so many different factors involved. You came to life today. I loved it. Because you love that stuff. <laughs> oh, I and love like, it. And yeah, you're kind of, and you're sort of, you've been moaning for, for about a year, haven't you, about that's killed breakaway. Like all these long well, range last attacks. Yeah, every single breakaway was one rider. Yeah, just boom, 50 like kilometers to go. go. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. And it, it was, was the bit. It was a good race today. Really good race. It was a really good race. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, I, mean, I can't yeah. actually remember what happened. I, f- I feel <laughs> I should t- take back some of my Betty all abuse. Um, because <laughs> well, the no, fact he went. Reckon? I just think we got lucky. It worked out. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Lizzie. Um, but I'll take a bit. I'll take a bit back then, because his long-range breakaway actually saved Court from riding for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But he could have hidden anyway because it was such a big group, and everyone was going to mark him anyway. Mm. But still, it was silly what he did in the. I think I still stand by that for him to attack where he did on the climb. But anyway, it all yeah. worked out, as you say, Lizzie. Yeah. Well, potentially could have been there at the finish for the sprint. There you go. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, uh, what else have we got going on? Well, I mean, is that all we're going to say about the race? No. The fa- yeah, race. Actually, in terms of wrapping the race up, I mean, usually we dip in, out, dip in, and dip in out. Different people to talk about as well. Well, in a way, we haven't mentioned Wout van Aert for the first time in yeah, a while, have yeah. we? Um, he wasn't Jumbo in the race. Were, were relatively co- well. They were very quiet. Actually, they had a guy in the break. Yeah. Just um, off in terms of the race, nothing really to. Let's ask Lizzie. Not much to talk about. About well, I've not the race. Um. Yeah. You got well, to commentate. I got to commentate. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. oh yeah, you did. I did. Yeah. How was that, Lizzie? It was all right. I think I need a bit of warming up, though. Yeah, you were just chuck. Str- I mean, you were yeah. very, very good. Don't you? you were great, yeah. as you're always going to be. But I you did. They did just <laughs> chuck you straight in. I go. We'd barely started commentating, and you kind of ghosted up alongside. You'd clearly been ordered in. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, so we were ordered, on yeah. set, and we thought I'd been told. On, so guys, I just missed a junction. That's uh, fine. What? Uh, oh, it's okay. That's all right. Cool. That's, That's really okay. nice, Pete. <laughs> Yeah. Well, straight away, do you know? We're, we're working, aren't we? We're in the podcast. We're in podcast mode, so let's. Just, anyway, so uh, Lizzie's first real day on set as well because yesterday was the rest day show. So yep, I and you almost you're not too sure where you stand. Sometimes it's like, oh, you're just going to be stuck stu- by in case anything goes wrong, and Gary just takes it straight to the race with you guys. Yep, do you know when the breakaways and full flow, and yep. you need to get straight to the action. Uh, so we weren't really sure and then yeah we had to say a bit at the start didn't we Lizzie and then just as we're finishing on set in the year yep Lizzie straight Straight to the commentary commentary. booth (laughs) I was like oh oh, (laughs) not even chance you know yeah grab a drink and yeah 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 Yeah, no it's 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 fine but like Pete says sometimes you you've get to a point where the conversation's opening up about something and then you hear in the in your ear a break in 20 seconds yeah you're like, oh no yeah yeah um, there is all that there is no all that. I, th- I think hats off to you it's a bit it's, it's harder than it harder than it seems though it's talking some, for that long yeah talking for that long picking all well, you came in in a particularly dynamic part of the race where the attacks were just going off all the while weren't they as the yeah. riders were trying to get up the road um, yeah but it's good I got deep into history for a bit when Lizzie was in there 
Yeah, I you did. That. Yeah, you hit the deck running with your castles. I didn't today. realize that you had a book Shh. to read it from. Oh, Lizzie, <laughs> come on. I honestly thought you were mm. sort of really cultural and he is. all the rest. He is. I might add color to it. Right. So let's disregard this uh, book and put it in front of anyone who has never commentated before, yeah. live on air, yeah. they would not stand a flying chance of reading it. So that's the talent. Is that my challenge tomorrow? <laughs> oh, take well, if you, oh. if you want to accept I'm the challenge. I'm going to take on the castles tomorrow. Brilliant. No that promise? Way. That's yeah, so good. Not? All right, Lizzie, that's absolutely oh, good. that's good. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to be in the, gonna in take, the truck when you do that. I'm going to take <laughs> on the castles. Yeah. That's Braver great. Braver than me. Um, there was a demonstration today. That stopped oh, the race. Yes. Did you see uh, the replay of Betiol almost hitting them? Yeah, so they'd sat down in the middle of the road, hadn't they? Yeah, they just they swerved had. around, um, swerved around him. But they, they had like around smoke them. all around them, and it almost, you know, he almost smashed into them. So he didn't see them coming, sort of thing. Or yeah, you, or, or the, yeah. They, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens at the tour, doesn't it? But it's I like, tell yeah. you what was really amazing because this is where ASO comes into its own. If that had been the Giro, <laughs> can <you> imagine? <laughs> it would have been an absolute cluster. <laughs> it would have been just all groups packed, like closing in, getting confused. They managed it really on. well today, didn't they? It was they? like they just yeah, hit. They did. It was like complete crisis management. Yeah. They've been briefed on how to do it. They slowed the race down everywhere. They yeah. kind of switched off all the images of it. They yeah. kind of just made sure that it almost disappeared. And then, yeah, yeah I've never seen them do that where they kind of, actually were able to get all the groups under control immediately because yeah. normally all groups back up so you've been off the front like you've broken through the peloton you're having the time of your life then all of a sudden you're standing there with another 180 people mm. and going oh no mm, mm. I've got to do this again but they kept Betty all on his own I thought it was really cool it was cool um, yeah. and that it seemed to that all the riders were happy with the way it was being managed as well you couldn't yeah. see any dissent could you no, no, no. Like, I mean Sagan was just saying hello to his family yeah you know say hello to their family um, <laughs> and, but uh, they were demonstrating against climate you know the climate emergency weren't they that's what the point of their uh, demonstration was yeah um, which is kind of the last time that the Tour de France got stopped Apart from no, the last time actually, the last time it got stopped was when we were very close to where today's stage was passing through. It was the Col d'Isérand. It was the landslide in extreme weather. You know, this massive summer storm that had blown all its way in and you know caused this colossal landslide on the day that Egan Bernal effectively won the Tour de France. And well, that robbed you, it off to you. Well, what, yeah, but <laughs> that, right, yeah, well, that's another strand. Um, but but you know that was you could argue a symptom of the growing sort of abnormal weather patterns in Europe and a result of the climate emergency. So the point they were making was reasonably valid, I think. And um, I think... I don't think anybody argues that. I mean, it's extremely valid, but yeah. the point is... Well, I'm just saying that's why, you know, I, I'm yeah. giving them the credit. They've made, they're making a point that, you know, we kind of... We didn't know what the point was at the time because they... they the television coverage was sort of under instruction not to show what the point was or them. Um, but that was the reason they were doing it. You know, there's... Yeah. Fair play to him. They stopped the biggest bike race in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now they're locked up. Um, Do you think so? Oh, yeah. For the night, anyway. Mm-hmm. I would have thought so, yeah. 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 It's a ministerial road closure in France. It's at the highest level. But, you know, there's been a long history in the Tour de France of demonstrators making their points. It's a massive public yeah. event, you know, it, it, it's... The question is, I suppose that I'm edging towards asking you, is do you think it's legitimate? A legitimate um, form of protest? I don't think so, no. 
mm-hmm. unless they've got a like a whole now strategy to follow up, uh, which would be would be what would be required. Well, right. haven't I just followed up for them? Because That's I've, the whole point I've, I've mentioned yeah. I've mentioned what happened at the Tour de France and the climate emergency. You know the effects um, that they were literally flagging up. You know and are in action in terms of meeting targets the way that our governments always seem to fall short of the promises that they um you know that that's 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 the point they're making isn't it yeah. so in, in, isn't, in a sense isn't it the they've achieved what they wanted to do with a minimum disruption they stopped a sporting event for a few minutes yeah you know they haven't they haven't, they haven't ruined people's lives have they they've given no. us a talking point for a podcast yeah yeah so i'd say it's perfectly legitimate yeah fair play to them Good on, agree, him. Lizzie? Good on him. Good yeah. on him. Yep. Pete, got a view? Backing out of the he's debate? Asleep, he? No, no, no. He's thinking. Uh, I can tell he's got his thinking face. <laughs> I just prefer not to get into these debates because I'm always wrong or my point is never received in the right way. So I don't tend to get involved because, yeah, I, I'm just going to leave it at that, I think. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Conservative Pete. I know. No, no, conservative with the small feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. Just Doesn't happen yeah. often, but really, so I'm going <laughs> to leave it. Fair enough. So that was the um, that was that. Oh, and by the way, I totally yeah. like believe what they're standing for. Just I'm not too sure on yeah. sitting for in this case. Exactly. Sitting for in the middle of the road. Is it? Does it? Because we're on the podcast right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, we're back. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so is is this? Uh, is I, was, I was like, are you talking to Lizzie? Like, are you just forgot you? Well, that's the yeah. point. of This podcast, isn't it? It's yeah. just what we yeah exactly normally what we talking do. About. Yeah. Is it a bit of an eye opener to see all the sort of like I know you've been on you know you've seen races from behind the scenes before, but it is a whole hidden world to riders, isn't it? What goes on behind the scenes a little bit? Yeah, definitely. It's a massive organisation, massive operation. It's crazy. I think being a bike rider is f- like far more preferable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Your days don't feel quite as long when you're a bike rider. Well, they're not. I mean, they're hard, but they're not as long, are they? They're not as long. And well, they're all busy, are. aren't they? I think but it's just so different, busy. isn't it? It's it's almost comparing. I don't know, but for me, yeah, it's what the difference me. for me on this job compared to my previous job of racing a bike is, I have a lot more fun and laughs along the way. They both have the different stresses. They both they're both hard work. Yeah. But this, I have a lot of fun. Yeah. Doing this job. Yeah. Even like on the podcast, like it's really good fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we have so, we make so many memories where obviously the difference between this and professional sport is. Yeah. That's the difference, isn't it? You're there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think you can't physical, afford to really yeah. be so focused on physical how you're feeling. Fatigue makes you. It makes not. you quite boring, basically, <laughs> when you're physically fatigued. Yeah, the thought does, of conversating yeah. alone is like, no. Um, so, yeah, that's probably, I mean, yeah. I think the really weird thing about this, and I've covered a lot of other sports. Oh, that's a subject we could touch on as well. Oh, but um, <laughs> but um, is how long have we got? <laughs> is that is is that because we're on the same? You know, we're literally doing the same journey on different roads, but we're doing the same circumference of France. We are taking in the same sights, albeit from cars rather than bikes. Or occasionally, you know, we just rode down the same descent. They've just been up on mm-hmm. bikes. So there's this kind of temptation to feel that we're doing we are occupying the same sphere you know that somehow we're part of the same um you know either side of the barricade we feel engaged with the riders when we're on when we in the media are working on the race because we're seeing the same sunsets and we're getting soaked by the same rain as we run to the cars and all that sort of thing and it feels very bound up doesn't it intertwined um, you won't realise that until you retire or you start to work in the media. And now you do realise it, Pete, that there's this kind of kinship with the race itself. 
that expresses itself in all sorts of rather wonderful ways. You know, there is this tradition, Lizzie, I don't know if you're aware of this, that anyone who has worked either as a rider or a staff member or, you know, the people who put out the barriers or do the catering or lay out the cables for French television or commentate like Phil Liggett, um, for 20 tours... There's a ceremony and they get a medal and Christian Prudhomme invites them to make a speech in French. It always has to be in French um, to an, a, an assembled crowd. <laughs> wow. And it's really rather special, that, isn't it? Yeah. And so you must have, must have had yours, then. I think, I, I think the last two years... I mean, this is my 20th, but I think the last two years don't count. Really? Yeah, because I, I didn't get a badge, did I? I didn't get an accreditation because I was just in a car park in Kent. So I might have to oh. wait. I have to wait for a couple You'll of years. Have to do another That's couple why of you wanted to go back on the road I'd so badly. So happy. It all to, makes sense. I'd be so happy to do another couple of years. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. But what's striking, Lizzie, is you know, as you'll have become aware, there are a lot of ex, you know, top top ex racers in the yeah. zone technique. Yeah. Definitely. I'm walking around and I'm like looking at faces and thinking, I should know who you are because you're yeah. very recognisable. Um, but yeah, it's full of full of people who still want to stay involved in the sport and they become you know it gets under their skin working on this side and they become sort of fully engaged with it as well and when their medal moment comes around it means an awful lot to them so I, can't, I think that's I think this is a standalone event to my mind that I you know I've been to football world cups and champions league finals I've been to what about know, does events. darts have the equivalent yeah very good point that is a very good point David does it have a tour de France yeah it does what is it? It's the World Championships, the PDC World Championships, live from Alexandra Palace. It starts before Christmas, it pauses for Christmas, and then the winner every year is crowned on New Year's Day. Do you get darts players from all over the world? Yep. So they yep. don't have to play darts on Boxing Day like cyclocross riders have to race uh, after Christmas? They do play on no, Boxing Day. They pick it up again on Boxing Day. There yeah. Go, yeah. Then. Oh, okay. No, yeah. just cleared yeah. that one up. Yeah. Have you? Uh, who's raced on Boxing Day? Have you raced on Boxing Day, Pete? No, no way. Never did no cycle. Way. No, no way. David, uh, I've done a, a, a ten-mile time trial on Boxing Day once, a club one. Did you? Yeah, yeah. High Wycombe CC, Long Week Ten. Wow, did that on Boxing Day once. Fair play. You yeah. weren't even getting paid to do that. I wasn't even getting paid. It was just out of the passion and love, Lizzie. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Lizzie darts. Um, you're right. It's predominantly. Uh, Anglo-Saxon, you know, kind of Welsh, English, Scottish, Irish uh, sort of thing. But it, yeah, I was thinking I've never seen a dartboard in a French pub. Quite rare. There aren't any top French darts players. Um, there are loads of top, top Dutch darts players. It's massive in the Netherlands. Hugely popular in Germany. So when the, the whole circus goes and... Uh, Circus sporting event, I should say, goes and uh, takes itself. <laughs> to ah, <laughs> goes to let goes, yourself down. Goes, there we go. Quite revealing that Ger- <laughs> Germany. Um, that, what I love about the Germans is they are absolutely mad for darts, and they'll literally fill out twenty thousand seat arenas and stadiums to watch darts being played. And they know all the songs and all the players and all the walk-on music, and they get fully into the party aspects. And they all in English, they're singing in English, but they've got no darts players of any note. <laughs> to actually celebrate so the door is open for when Germany inevitably produces a top world champion darts player which will happen at some point he is going to be huge in Germany and he probably will be huge you're saying he yeah I am saying he there <laughs> uh, uh, no 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 no. That, that's an interesting debate because here's another great thing about darts um, the there is no there is no division of sexes in terms of so anyone it's open yeah, yeah it's just open 
it's open. But it's because asexual. you know, because the game has come from its early twentieth century roots in public houses, in pubs, right? For very obvious sociological reasons, yeah. not many women have risen to the top yet. But Fallon Sherrick is making a mark. She's a top player. She's she's beaten lots of the best darts players in the world, and it's great that you know there is no kind of. There's no, there's no segregation. So. Now, talking about Germans, what are, what are your feelings on uh, Pete? What are your feelings on Kemner's ride today? Yeah, Pete. Uh, first off, I expect him to be stronger and take the jersey. Because uh, I, I was listening to your commentary, David, yeah. and it seemed to me like you thought, you know, t- taking the stage one was more of more importance than the, the yellow jersey. Mm. Yeah. But for me, he's already won a stage of the tour. For Bora, it would be way bigger to have the allergies, and I, and I thought that would be the case for him. So, but he, just, I just don't think he had the legs, you know. Yeah. From my perspective, I was asking Pete, in terms of from a business point of view, because that's that's essentially you know cycling is a business. You, we're exposing our sponsors. That's what we're get, all getting paid for. What is more valuable to a team, a yellow jersey or a stage? I think win? yellow jersey. Yellow jersey. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Career-wise, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think just because a win kind of is a flash in the pan. Yeah. it's Whereas you're kind of getting double value. And the TV time you get the next day and the stories... Literally. It kind of just goes yeah. on. And especially in Germany, because I remember Marcel Kittel telling me this. You know, he was already acknowledged as one of the world's top sprinters when he was very young. But when he took that yellow jersey in, what was it, David, 2013, his first yellow jersey, I yeah, think? Yeah, I think so. In yeah. Corsica? I remember Marcel telling me. Yes, that it was. Yeah, he won the sprint. I got fourth in that sprint. Yes. You got fourth in the sprint. You got fourth in a sprint. Yeah, yeah. And Marcel Kittel won it. Yep. What were you there doing there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a crack. That was. A, that was a, he just had a, an exit a strategy that he was trying to stick to. Yeah, it was get across the line as quickly plan. as possible. Logistics and get plan. to the hotel. Logistics. It was in Green Edge. It was no, no, no. That was Barcelona. This was when Green Edge got stuck under the. It's thanks to Green Edge I got fourth in a bunch of sprints. Hey, David, I was in that tour. I know you. Yeah. 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 yeah, Geraint Thomas broke his pelvis. fractures pelvis in the yep. crash with yeah. two kilometres to go on that stage. Was that that stage? Was uh, there a yes. crash? That's when the green green edge yeah. got stuck. Yeah, yeah. The, so this is the, all yeah. how you got fourth. Yeah, because yeah, it went all, all over the place, and then it was chaos. Wait. David, yeah. was Mark Cavendish in that tour? Yeah, and he got caught up, I think, when it all kind of yeah. went wrong. Oh. Was, Peloton got split, kind of with 15Ks to go or 10Ks to go for some reason. Of course he was in that tour, I remember. And yeah. he got caught out. Okay. So there were still sprinters there, but I thought, oh, sod it. And I squeezed through a gap and what? Got, a, got mixed up in a sprint. Who did you? Whose wheel were you on? Sort of like There were three sprinters in front of me. Greipel was there, Kittel, and another one. And then the next day I was in virtual yellow because they all got dropped. And, but none of us really realised and we didn't chase down and a oh. Scottish Highland dog got in the road and slowed down the peloton and we never caught Bacalans and I finished 8th the next day but Bacalans was off the front by like 5 seconds and he got the yellow jersey so yeah, that would have been good didn't happen though, did it? so yeah, the yellow jersey is really important <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Marcel's profile in Germany was... Um, next to Zilch you know because it's still weirdly it's quite a minority sport in Germany even though they're you know, a pretty successful nation yeah. and huge but they don't get much public recognition but when he got the yellow jersey suddenly he became a something close to a household name uh, despite the fact that he'd you know, won a bunch of whole you know, important bike races before that so I'd agree I think they so was Kemner confused? that's what I was about to say I think was maybe he confused? it becomes what we saw with EF in the cobbles know. where you had um 
uh, Magnus Court and Paulus, and they had the stage win and the yellow jersey. Oh yeah, kind of, and it does become. I don't care how rational you are; it's hard to be rational in a race anyway because it's so tired. But that's you're torn because but that's I when the don't. I honestly yeah. don't believe he was confused. I I believe he, I think he knew the exact situation, knew what he had to do, and just didn't have those because. If you've already won a stage of the tour and you've got the possibility of taking the yellow jersey, you do everything in your power to ride on the front, sacrifice the stage win and get it. When did Kemner win a stage? I can't remember. Still the tour? Last yeah. year. Last Was year, yeah. Oh. Yeah. God, he's totally one of those people who annoyed you, David. One of the long long breakaways. Yeah, Mohoric, yeah. Kemner. Pollitz. Pollitt, O'Connor. Oh, they just what? annoyed you, didn't they? Consistently. Did, O'Connor did, and that was great. He just rode off... Um, yeah. Quintana and Sergio Guita off his oh, wheel. Oh, is he another one who got a bit confused about... No, he didn't get confused, did no, he? But he, he, he didn't. was another one who, who had the stage win and the yellow jersey potentially kind of as a thing. But that he was on his own, wasn't he? So that wasn't confusing. Just had to ride his bike fast. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Lizzie, I think you may be... I might have mentioned this to you before, although I can't think where or when, but I think you may be the only rider in the history of the sport to have won the first stage taken the jersey and never put it on (laughs) not even on the podium oh yeah yeah that was a bad one I think that's unique I don't think that's ever happened before can you imagine because for that to happen something needs to occur in between the moment where you win the stage with your arms aloft and take the jersey in theory and the podium (laughs) and that's pretty rare well, it's not so, embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It wasn't your fault. Well, no, the, the embarrassing thing was that I was airlifted to hospital, knocked yeah. out, <laughs> because uh, because I was refusing to get in the helicopter. So this is post-women's tour. I won the first stage, had my hands in the air. Crash after the line. Crash, Crash after, after the line. Now we're back to me, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, a gust of wind basically took my front wheel out and piled me into a load of photographers. Well, no, piled you into, sorry, just to add a salient piece of detail, piled you in specifically to the race director of yeah, the but he can take it. Come on, he, Mick, Mick Bennett. Mick Bennett, who <laughs> was trying to marshal all the photographers to the side of the road. I don't think he moved. It no. was the... Um, he took the brunt of... Hugh Edwards, I think his name was, the photographer, who had a completely swollen black ear. Oh. I remember thinking I've killed him. You know, I really... He was knelt down and right. I hit him at ear height with my front wheel. And that's how I flew over the handlebars um, so yeah I was lying on the ground a bit shaken up had this kind of dead leg thing um, and my sports director just told the ambulance people to put me out because they were like we're going to take a to hospital in the air ambulance and I said do not take me in an ambulance <laughs> tranquilizer <laughs> yeah and then they said to me okay we're going to give you something now focus on something positive because you might have bad dreams <laughs> seriously right yeah. there and then on the tarmac yeah. Jesus, bad so I started to um, think about holidays and I remember mm. vividly having dreams about palm trees and no way. weird stuff woke up in hospital and they were like yeah there's nothing wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> and my parents had started sounds driving. like when I got my first tooth out well my parents had started driving down to Norfolk <laughs> from Leeds yeah you know tell you I what they don't teach you that do they in photography school what, to get out of the way? Yeah. Like flying sight. Right, guys, we're going to do a sporting class today. <laughs> Everyone get your, your cameras out. We're going to give you fake ones because, you know, 
we haven't got that much money. Right, so what we're going to do is we're going to set up a what bike kind of race. Ph- what kind of photography school is this? Just no, this one's a poorly part of the hunger, one. It's part of our Hunger yeah. Games management yeah, yeah. consultancy they don't, they don't teach you it. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, you know, they, they know they're great photographers. They yeah. get the best shots, but they just have no preparation yeah. for cyclists <laughs> riding Coming 70 kilometres yeah. an hour yeah. towards them. Straight towards so, them. So, you know part of the job so your mum and dad were on their way down yeah which is quite unusual I mean that's quite unusual for them they don't normally sort of drop drop everything in yeah. come but it was yeah. BBC News headlines it you was know, made it um, it was <laughs> unfortunately other girls that crashed as a consequence of me crashing did actually break bones and oh. <laughs> you know a legitimate oh, reason no for people to feel sorry for them so I just felt just absolute shame after that lead crash very good mm. yeah yeah well, well i remember that i was it's like I w- game of thrones isn't it? i was Shame. doing the television coverage with that year with mariana voss and we had no idea what was happening to you because we weren't allowed close but under time constraints we had to do the closing chat to the program with in the background you completely lifeless on the tarmac <laughs> surrounded by Asleep. paramedics we, had, well, we didn't know you'd been put to sleep and were dreaming of palm trees and had nothing wrong with you apart from yeah. a few bruises. We thought you were dead. Oh it was God, ridiculous. That's and awful, it was yeah. it was right, um, it was crazy. We didn't know what to say or kind of with closing the program. Here's, well. here's a question, just a quick one to Lizzie and Pete. Have you ever had moments in races where you're suffering so badly you've, you've got take, your eyes closed? Yeah. <laughs> you'd almost like a crash to happen or a mechanical yeah. Or so many yeah, times where you're just happy to take it it's like I'll take it now like 90% of down. my career David oh my gosh I'm not trying hard enough and that has never happened to me haven't you oh I've had it in line outs where yeah. it's just I just want this to be over now someone go down Some happy days yeah and stay down a happy crash <laughs> yeah. yeah a happy yeah. crash wow I wondered today heck, no. I genuinely wondered today if you were si- if you were Ben O'Connor like he's, he didn't start today but if you wanted out of this race whether yeah. the thing to do would have been going on that would be the have one. a cuddle with Rafa so, Micah and you know. yeah. So if, if you were kind of a Ben <laughs> O'Connor's friend and you saw Ben O'Connor and you saw him caught up in a crash and you were kind of laying next next to him, you're getting back. You say, Ben, stay down, don't get back up. So this or is d- your opportunity. Yeah, or just like true. wait for uh, Micah to take a swig out of his bottle and then just just take yeah. it off his bike. So like, oh mate, sorry, I was really thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, that's really interesting. though. that's never happened to me. Well, Still that- time. <laughs> Yeah, you've got time, you so got time I, left, Lizzie. You've got yeah. time in your career left if that's what's can I, can I just throw in a little yeah. bit of amateur psychoanalysis there, here? I think that may yeah. be highlighting uh, a, quite a critical difference between Lizzie Dygman and, and the other, <laughs> and the other two ex-athlete Well, maybe because Lizzie Dygman's won Pyro Bay and world got champion. second in the Olympics road yeah. race in yeah. London yeah. and yeah. world champion. Yeah. yeah, I guess maybe... You two have won a fair bit there, haven't you? Yeah, but... Yeah. Well, not those that. though have we that was quite sporadic with yeah. my victories uh, <laughs> but that's a good goal for you when you come back you know you're not trying hard enough unless yeah, you want to crash unless yeah, I just think about this mechanical. podcast and your first race back Lizzie. yeah say so, am I trying hard enough so if I don't I don't think I need to want to crash yeah, I don't you're not think I'd have enough. any shame in yeah. in just pulling out of a race what's your what's well your that's because you're so balanced <laughs> that's because yeah, that's the, there you go that's the point right there isn't it <laughs> we, I can't wonder, do I, it. that's what I don't get about it it's like yeah. if you're having a, a shit day and you can't you uh, can't do what you can normally do then yeah no pull one told out. us that <laughs> <laughs> were you scared of your directors or something we were just too shame filled with shame oh dear 
maybe. Scared of yourselves? Scared of ourselves. Oh, it's, it's quite deep, deep repeat, yeah, mate, it isn't is, it? Yeah, That's absolutely. why he listens to Baz Luhrmann daily now. Yeah. It's just... I think I'm going to start as well, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm quite speechless for the first time because I'm just taking on board so much from the last 24 hours. I'm struggling to process it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Lizzie's introduction to this car has shaken things up. I think we can safely say that. Oh, yes. And I think they probably needed shaking up. Whether or not I could have done without the jokes about rationing and the blitz <laughs> l- oh, last night last war. Was on the occasion the of you my birthday. The, war, the best. Do you know what? We haven't touched much, actually, have we, David and Lizzie? Yeah. On la- So, actually, do you know what? The race today, <laughs> oh, we no. talked about it for, what, four minutes? But last <laughs> night was so much better than the bike race today it's on so many levels was, Ned was on night. flying form we had a great night we <laughs> had no idea it was his birthday I was like to David I was like is he always this happy or is it just because he's gone to see his mates for, no. you know, for the last two years and then I was like and then when he was like how did you let us know no, no. you were like so Who, whose birthday did you bring it what was so was funny was we walked <laughs> so into this good. restaurant and there was another table full of our colleagues right Graham was there Matt Rendell was there and James our, our director was there all of whom all of whom have birthdays during the Tour de France. Yeah. And we stopped en route to our table. And <laughs> you guys went, was it Graham, is it your birthday? No, Matt, no, is it Matt? Matt, your birthday. Like, well, no, no, hang on, James. Oh, no, James, your, your birthday. And there was a lot of chat about and I was like, people's oh, sorry, birthdays. And birthday, sort of, sorry, yeah, did yeah. I forget? And oh, all yeah. this sort of thing. And I'm standing there going, they literally have all day, and this is not 8 o'clock in the evening or something, <laughs> I'm going, they have no idea that it's my birthday, do they? So we then went and sat down, and I kind of... You guys, I can't remember where you were, but I whispered to Lizzie. Said it's quite funny because they've got no, they've literally not oh, cottoned on. Yeah. So I, so, so now Lizzie you, was kind of in on it. So after this happened, I clicked on Ned because earlier when we actually recorded the podcast, I said I'm going to get an early night, short it down, be fresh for tomorrow. You did, and you're yeah. like, no, yeah. come on, Pete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chiver yourself along, lad. Yeah, come on. Because you've got a bill to play, pay later. <laughs> yes, <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> and but, so yeah, yeah, and then that brought us to. <laughs> Yeah, your birthday but meal, Ned, which was why? Epic. Why didn't you say anything? Like, why didn't you? Yeah, like, why not? Can you tell us? Don't you think it's a bit? Can needy? you repeat the no. story on the pod, Ned? I think it's a bit needy. I think it's more needy Birthdays are the best. to not tell us. I agree and with then, Lizzie. Like, get all yeah. weird about that we didn't know. Yeah, just celebrate your Do you birthday. Think that's needier? Yeah. I think it was quite fun. I, I quite enjoyed that. Either way, I had, the, I heard, I had the most laughs I've had all race, and Ned's story was just. Oh, oh, or the, yeah, war the war story. Well, the one about. Should we, I think should we close with your war story? Well, I think we have to. Well, it, re- yeah. it relates to the Tour de France, it's doesn't it? So because good. it's it's the story whether or not I can recreate it. In the, oh, but, yeah, but I'll yeah. have to. Tr- I'll have to try. So Fred Wright, who nearly won the stage today, coulda, shoulda, woulda, he was very close. Yeah. Um, Fred Wright is, as I think I've mentioned, on, I have mentioned on this podcast, um, the son of a friend of mine called Phil, and um, uh, Phil's dad is uh, a lovely bloke who I met. I met relatively recently at an event at Hernhill Velodrome, um, but I, I kind of become aware of him. I, I think I, I, I think he may be in his late eighties. I might something like that. But certainly he was. He needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Just doing the maths, he was yeah. a he was a, he was a young lad during the Blitz in southeast London, and he wrote a blog about um, uh, an experience he had as a child <laughs> in uh, in southeast London towards the end of the war, where. In rationing, and he genuinely experienced it, Lizzie, um, uh, they'd scrimped and saved his family to put a Sunday roast on the table. And um, they'd, uh, I tell you what the difference was last night, I was doing the full Cockney accent, wasn't I? 
that yeah. was the reason. Oh yeah, that was it. That was it. I can't quite. I'll, I'll, I'll just do the bare, the bare bones of the story this yeah. time without well, going. Well, do the accent, but don't maybe don't not swear. Yeah, yeah. Go on, you can do it. <laughs> Go on then. So it's like this. So we got all the we got all the coupons together. We'd scrimp and save for weeks and weeks and weeks. And come on, and all of a sudden it's the day of it's the day of the big meal, the Sunday lunch. So we got we saved up. Mum had gone down to get a chicken from the butchers. It's like she brought it home. We hadn't seen a chicken for four and a half years. <laughs> now banging it in the oven like that. We had everything, all the trimmings, roast potatoes, carrots, peas, the lot. <laughs> and all day we're running around us kids waiting waiting to get us the smell of it coming out of the oven and all that and she's cooking away beavering away we can't beside ourselves with excitement smell it like that and then she starts working on the gravy getting all the, getting all the bits off the bottom of the tin and all that and I'm loving the smell of it and the smell of it won't be long now won't be long now and then all of a sudden it's midday saying half half an hour and I'm serving up Come what may, family, it's going to be a feast. We've waited an entire war for this. We've watched all as Hitler's invaded Poland and then gone for the Ruskies. Well, that backfired on him, did he? And to celebrate all that, we're going to have a lovely Sunday roasted chicken, right? It's going to be proper. <laughs> so anyway, half past 12, family gathered round. There they all are, the chicken. There's the dad standing there with a, with a carving knife raised as if he were a priest at mass. Oh, my God. And he's about to cut into the crispy skin of the, of the chicken like that when all of a sudden, from outside on the street, Oh, no! It's Jerry! And the old air raid sirens are going off. And we're going, not now, Jerry. We're about to serve up. We're all plating up here. <laughs> and there's a moment where Dad... <laughs> there's a moment where Dad is standing there. He's got a fork in one hand, the knife in the other. Mum's looking at him. The whole family are going, what do we do now? <laughs> is it worth it? We've been through so many air raids. Nothing's come near our gaff. <laughs> Has to be worth it. <laughs> Has to be worth it. Sure. And suddenly we think, come on, family. The chicken will still be here when we come back. <laughs> so out we go, out the back door, down a garden path into the bleeding Anderson oh shelter. God. Just shut the door when... <laughs> and when the dust settles, we open the door again. The bloody house is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and the roast dinner and the chicken. Oh, that's my apologies, apologies story. to apologies yeah. to Phil and Becker because that's largely embellished. Yeah. But that was the gist of it. And that, for your information, is Fred Wright's granddad <laughs> and how he survived the Blitz. Yeah. There we go. Brilliant. All right, are we nearly there, David? Uh, Fifty-five minutes, thanks to my, oh. my idea to detour. Well, oh, yeah. I just feel like we were getting into that pod. Can yeah. we do another hour? <laughs> no, we'll no, quit while we're we'll ahead. Quit there, yeah. 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 Save All it right. for tomorrow. Cheers. Right. Thank Bye. you. Bye.